Up the slot, Miller lost it, Dodonov gets it, two on one, with Stone, on the right, Stone to Dodonov, he scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Maybe a two on one, Petrangelo gets it, he shoots, he scores! Short-handed goal, Alex Petrangelo! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace Millard, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Woo! 14 games canceled tonight in the National Hockey League. Postponed uh, is the more accurate word, but we will return to action tomorrow with three of the four games uh, that were originally scheduled set to go, including the Golden Knights uh, up against the Los Angeles Kings, an opportunity to resume their chase for sole possession of first place. And uh, the best news is, as of right now, uh, things are set to go, and we will play that game. Uh, Plenty to get into on the Golden Knights front uh, plenty to dissect on the National Hockey League scene with the return of the taxi squad uh, for the foreseeable future mm-hmm. up until the all-star break uh, the US Olympic team with a major announcement uh, for Beijing and we also have the World Junior Hockey Championship uh, to uh, dive into but uh, as uh, usual the opening segment belongs to you the listener 702-876-1340 702-876-1340 uh, leading us off today Merry Christmas. I hope you had a great holiday and uh, and anticipation of uh, maybe not talking to you in person. Mike, uh, Happy New Year. Mike, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Well, thank you. The same to you guys as well. You've done such great work to get us to this point, and I hope it continues well into the new year, all the way until July, if we're very fortunate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that woo, that beginning woo kind of reflects my attitude these days. It uh, it kind of is, oh boy, things are not going exactly the way we would hope nationwide, worldwide. The taxi squad idea, first of all, okay. it's uh, back in action in full swing. Shouldn't we always have that ability or not? No, because guys want to play and guys should be playing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what gets in the way of the the taxi squad is you're you're up here, uh, and I say up here, uh, you're up with the the Vegas Golden Knights, and you're missing quality reps or, or opportunities uh, to put up numbers to uh, to get experience and uh, to fortunately, quite honestly, just play the game, and mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's what uh, gets in the way of the, the the taxi squad. That's why rosters are limited uh, to begin with. Uh, Contain costs and uh, and not uh, not stop players from from getting that uh, that opportunity to play the game. Uh, one note on the taxi squad is you're only allowed to be on that taxi squad for 20 days uh, at a time. Mm-hmm. There's more than 20 days until the taxi squad uh, goes away again. Uh, if we're all fortunate and and it uh, continues the way we hope that will continue, so players will have to be moved uh, back and forth and that. 20-day limit is simply to make sure that uh, the players don't uh, get stuck there and and not play any games, which happened to almost everybody last year in the taxi squad. Okay, that's a very good explanation. Just one other thing. I watch uh, the World Juniors with great interest and see all the countries participating with great fervor, great interest in that. Um, What is the NHL doing to grow the game in 
places like Mexico or places where it's not terribly popular yet? Are they doing anything? Well, that falls under the IIHF uh, umbrella. And now there's there's certainly uh, uh, a responsibility, uh, um, an obligation uh, to to assist whenever you can. Uh, but the the worldwide game uh, certainly falls under the under umbrella of the International Ice Hockey Federation, which does have uh, certain levels. It's not just uh, the the top level. Uh, there's the the second level, third level, fourth level uh, of teams that that have world championships. So uh, a team like Mexico does participate in a world championship uh, at uh, maybe the third level or the fourth level. Uh, but uh, the IIHF is the one that uh, that governs the game and is responsible for the game uh, on, on a world level, Mike. Okay, and just to be sure, the guys are on the plane, they're in L.A. Uh, is it a 7.30 game like L.A. likes to do? It is a 7.30 game, and a, I can tell you that the players and the organization has landed in Los Angeles, so great. that gives me great optimism that the game will continue. Now, Mike, I, I'm, I'm going to be like flat out honest with you and, and everybody else. I, I don't know who's going to play tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> I, I, when we come on the air tomorrow on the TV side at, uh, at seven o'clock and when Ryan comes on the air uh, for his pregame show at, at six 30, he'll have a much better idea, but the way things are going right now, uh, you, you very well should anticipate somebody to pop positive uh, tomorrow. And, and you hope it's limited to uh, a, a small number. And if you're really fortunate, there's nobody. But uh, at the rate that we're going right now, I am on the um, um, assumption that, that somebody or some people will pop positive and, and we're all going to have to change, whether it's the, the coaching staff or the broadcasters or, or, or the players themselves. Uh, it's just, just a matter of, uh, matter of life. The only thing I know for sure is that Pete DeBoer and his coaching staff will be ready with whatever chess pieces they have. You got it. Except uh, Pete DeBoer won't be in LA. That's uh, right. Not he'll Pete. be uh, he'll be in conversation with uh, with Steve Spot. We'll get more into that as we continue. Uh, we'll go back to uh, uh, Ryan Wallace just for a little bit. Uh, so seven thirty. That that's one of the weird ones. Uh, I was mm-hmm. growing yeah. up. I love seven thirty starts. Now uh, they just they're a pain in the butt. Yeah, but I understand I, why I LA does work it. in hockey. Yeah, I understand why but, LA listen, does. Listen, when I, when I, LA of all places for sure. When you when you deal with the amount of traffic that you have going to, rank, seven thirty start time just makes a lot of sense. Uh, that being said, uh, like I'm right there with you. When I was a kid, when I did not work in hockey, seven thirty start times were the best. They were phenomenal. It was great. It gave me an excuse to stay up late. Uh, now I'm looking for any excuse to go to bed early, so it, it, they just they don't jive with me right now. They, they just don't. We're gonna have a good one though on Friday with a noon start uh, on New Year's Eve <laughs> against the Anaheim Ducks. How about that uh, one end to the other from a 7:30 over to a noon start on Friday at T-Mobile Arena? Back to the phone lines. The opening segment is yours. Want to hear from you? Uh, Want to hear about uh, maybe what you got uh, hockey related uh, for Christmas or what your expectations are for this second half of the Vegas Golden Knights? season a comment on what they're going through right now with uh, uh, Steve Spot taking over the coaching reins for Pete DeBoer who is placed into COVID protocol today along with Brett Howden 702-876-1340 call us right now we have one line open as we go back to Stephanie on the VGK Insider Show 
Hi, guys. How was your break? Mine was awesome. How was yours there, Ryan? Oh, it couldn't have been better. Honestly, it was uh, it was just four solid days uninterrupted with the family. It was awesome. That's awesome. Um, and head boops to Austin. I saw her video for yeah. walking, so that's really cool. Yeah, she's rocking and rolling. Uh, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. We had a, a, a nice break, and it was really weird just not having hockey for, felt like, forever. <laughs> I know. But, um uh, I, you know, hearing that they're going to have the taxi squad again, I'm hoping that that'll help uh, reduce the number of delayed games. And also, congrats to uh, the Knights for being the very last team to have a game postponed because of COVID. So, you know, that's something. <laughs> so are, are, where are you in the overall uh, evaluation of your team as you watch the Vegas Golden Knights? Because things were rolling, and now we're back to the state of uncertainty. You know, I, I think that if you look at what we've done up to this point this year, it hasn't been without adversity and without having to adjust, having to have new players in the lineup. It felt like every night for a solid two months. So I think that if any team is prepared to deal with whatever the situation can be thrown at us, I think that it's the night. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, and uh, you stay safe, and hopefully we'll see you at the rink uh, very soon, Stephanie. Yeah, thanks, guys. Happy New Year. Uh, Stephanie uh, with us on the VGK Insider Show, 702-876-1340. Pete DeBoer and Brett Howden have been placed into COVID protocol. They join Evgeny Dodonov and um, who was the other player that was placed into COVID protocol? Oh, Alex, Alex Petrangelo. Petrangelo. How do I forget Alex Petrangelo? Uh, so you've got four players, <laughs> uh, four people in, uh, in COVID protocol in Petrangelo. Manov, uh, Howden, and now uh, head coach uh, Pete DeBoer, and we'll that'll be the big. Uh, it's a big mystery uh, every day. We're back to that. Uh, players test, staff tests, and then you wait that hour to wait uh, and see whether your results are back. And the really the tough part about some of this is people are coming in and they're asymptomatic, and they they just. They have no clue that uh, they've contracted the virus. And you just feel good. You feel normal. You feel right. And they tap you on the shoulder or give you a shout and say, you're out. Uh, and you're out for the, the next 10 days. And one, it's, it's you never be put your teammates at risk if you felt up. Hmm. You just weren't feeling good. So uh, there's that part. But then there's the part where you're just sitting home going through this, watching, when you feel absolutely 100%. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of the, the biggest uh, the biggest part of this that, that I think becomes really frustrating, right, is, is you've got players that, you know, fortunately in, in, their, in their situation, they are asymptomatic. So, so they're not experiencing really detrimental symptoms and you know if if you're a professional athlete like just imagine that for a second you're a professional athlete and you're having to sit out games when you feel fine and you're not out there competing with your teammates though you understand why it it can still become very frustrating especially if you feel well enough to be out there and able to play now the schedule has kind of uh done the golden knights a big solid because of the game that was canceled right before the break and then you get uh, a, what was a three-day break turned into five days. Uh, you get the game right after uh, postponed. 
And so you get this big window, which is uh, going to aid the the return uh, of Alex Petrangelo and Dodonov with minimal uh, missed games. So that's that's a bonus for the for the Vegas Golden Knights should things continue uh, and there's no complications to it. You're also not into this this phase like we'll get into in March, where they're perpetually in in a status of of three and four or four and six, where it just rolls into to one. The, the schedule is kind of spaced out uh, during this homestand. And then there's the third thing, is the Golden Knights after tonight are on another homestand. So there's not as many planes and buses and, and, uh, and, and the um, just uh, uh, feeling of having to endure uh, the uh, idea of, of having to uh, be extra vigilant or not going out and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I think that, uh, that there's a lot... Even though it's a, a really uh, annoying situation for everybody, the timing of it, I dare say, couldn't be better for Vegas right now. Well, I mean, if you if you just look at it from the the idea that if if none of the games had been postponed, so if that LA Kings game hadn't been postponed on Thursday, and the Colorado game tonight hadn't been postponed, you're looking at potentially four games without Petrangelo and without Dodonov. And you know when you when you look at it, if you only had to play two of of those four games yeah. without those two players, like if if Petrangelo and Dodonov can come back on Friday against the Anaheim Ducks, which would be their ten days. Um, that's huge for the Vegas Golden Knights. You're, you're talking about just, just two less games where you don't have arguably one of your best, if not your best player, most consistent player all season line in Alex Petrangelo and a guy that has done nothing but step in and score some big-time goals this year in Evgeny Dodonov. I think you're spot on, Darren. Like the, the way the schedule is kind of broken down and the way the postponements happened in and around the holiday break it did serve to benefit the Golden Knights, especially uh, when you consider the, the magnitude of the players that were in protocol in Petrangelo and Dodonov. And for the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, they will be without their head coach, Pete DeBoer, who uh, is placed into COVID protocol. Second time that the Golden Knights have had to pivot in this regard. Uh, it was a, a year ago that the just in the afternoon of a game, uh, the coaching staff was ruled to be uh, ineligible to stand behind the bench. And general manager Kelly McCrimmon uh, took over the, the reins. And Manny Viveros and his Henderson Silver Knights staff uh, were the assistants for a game against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, this time around, the rest of the coaching staff, again, for the time being, is all eligible to be there. So they will all just uh, they'll move up a spot. Steve's spot will run the bench. He steps into the role of the uh, acting head coach uh, for the Vegas School of the Knights. And Ryan Craig uh, will probably expand his uh, implicate or uh, involvement uh, assessment uh, of the, the forwards. And Ryan McGill uh, handles the, the defense. Uh, Mike Rosati, the, the goaltending. So everybody just kind of moves up uh, a little notch in their responsibilities. Steve Spot. Uh, has been with uh, with Pete DeBoer for uh, a long time in San Jose, and before that was with him in Kitchener. He was uh, a longtime head coach after Pete DeBoer moved and and uh, took over uh, the Florida Panthers. Uh, Steve Spot ran the Kitchener Rangers of the Ontario Hockey League, uh, coached Team Canada at the World Junior Hockey Championship 
that are happening right now and was uh, the head coach in the American Hockey League with the Toronto Marlies before moving to the National Hockey League as an assistant coach with the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. So plenty of head coaching experience uh, with Steve Spott as as he steps in. And that's where that relationship with Pete DeBoer is also so valuable because they're they're sort of in sync as far as knowing what uh, what their uh, philosophies are and, and their adjustments would be uh, you coach with somebody for that many times i i i don't think uh, a lot changes uh but an opportunity for steve spot to stand behind a bench and, and run a bench in the national hockey league for the first time which is a big thrill and it will be a big moment for steve spot yeah i mean it's it's huge for steve spot and i think the the fact that you know, Pete DeBoer and Steve Spott have spent so much time behind uh, the bench at the NHL level and, and have, have really worked so closely together for so many years that there's really not going to be much of a difference for the players, right? Like uh, the messaging should be all the same. Every Everybody understands and recognizes what the, the philosophy is going to be. So I think just having that synergy between those two coaches and this play and this group of players that are going to go out there and you know they've they've dealt with adversity they've dealt with this type of stuff already this season um i I don't see any reason to think that this isn't going to uh this is going to be a thing that negatively impacts the players it's not going to be easy going through the stretch of potentially five games without your head coach uh but when you just look at how closely spot and DeBoer have have kind of been over the course of their career I think it's going to be a pretty natural spot for uh, for the players and for the coaching staff and you don't know what the next day will bring so don't get too worked <laughs> oh, yeah. up because there's, uh, there's it, it could all change and could very well uh, be be a different script uh, the next day. So being able to pivot the way that the Golden Knights are right now, and that was a big part of their meeting, uh, from what I understand today, uh, in listening to Steve Spott and his media uh, availability, is, yeah, there's there's some adjustments that we're going to have to make, and we're going to have to be uh, flying uh, by the seat of our pants uh, a little bit, to paraphrase. But the other part is, like, L.A. is going through the same thing. And Anaheim's going through the mm-hmm. same thing. Every team is is wondering who's going when they wake up the day of a game is unsure of who's going to play. There's there, there's some players that will have symptoms where you go, hmm, you know what? I we better get the wait for the test result on that one because we we don't. Then there's the other ones where they just pop. And they're asymptomatic, and, and you, you don't know, and it, uh, they, they just come and tell you. Player B, C, and F are, are out of the lineup, and, and you have to switch. But L.A.'s going through it uh, the same thing. They have, uh, they have Dustin Brown and, and Ole Amata, uh were placed into protocol yesterday mm-hmm. coming off the cr- Christmas break. Uh, uh, they, sounds like they do have Drew Doughty back. But uh, everybody's – there's no woe is me – in this regard, it's very different than the injury situation in October and November, mm-hmm. yeah. where it just was yeah. was ripping your team apart, Ryan, and and you felt like you were shorthanded going in uh, compared to the other team. This is everybody is is on pins and needles, wondering who's going to be able to play. I, I do like the fact that they're playing though. Uh, I think it's important that we play these games as many games as we can get in. If you can make a roster, you play and and you test your organizational depth. We've never had a time where organizational depth 
has been tested on on 32 fronts uh, like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's it's so pivotal with the uncertainty of Thursday and next Tuesday and next Wednesday and three weeks from now. Get as many games as as you can right now. You you know what's also interesting about the Golden Knights and, and kind of what this season has brought about for them. Uh, you're going to have opportunities now in the wake of all of uh, all of this uh, newly developing COVID uh, situations in the NHL. You're going to be putting in players that you know can do it at this level. Based on the injuries that the Golden Knights went through earlier on this year, uh, you've seen what Jake LeCision can do. You've seen what Jonas Ronbier can do. You've seen what those guys can give you when you need some depth to come in and help you out. So, you know, for the Golden Knights, I think they're in a better position than most other franchises, not just because they have the organizational depth, but because the organizational depth got a a really good audition early on in the year when this team needed players to step in and help them win some hockey games. Now if you go to LeCision and Ronbjerg, you know exactly what you're going to get, and it's going to help the Golden Knights and their development long term. Uh, We have uh, a line open, 702-876-1340. We'll get back to your phones uh, and calls in just a second. I should also mention there is uh, an impact on the lineup beyond just COVID-19 and COVID protocol. Uh, Injury has uh, taken a bite out of the top line again. We did not see uh, Max Pacioretty on the ice with the team today. Uh, He's uh, a game-time decision tomorrow. Uh, Mark Stone sounds like a game-time decision tomorrow. He didn't play uh, the back half of that game, the final contest before the Christmas break against the Tampa Bay Lightning after scoring the, the, the couple of goals. So that's that's added intrigue and an added challenge uh, to the to the Vegas Golden Knights without those two big wingers. Chandler Stevenson was on the ice today, uh, but uh, he was paired between Matthias Janmark and and uh, Will Carrier. So uh, that's just just a little bit of a uh, an added uh, thorn for Steve Spot. Who uh, who may get to coach uh, be behind the bench for his first National Hockey League game is scheduled to tomorrow night against uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean it, it's it, nothing's going to come easy this year for the Golden Knights. I think that's just kind of the trend and and really the the thought process that needs to be embraced uh, this year. You, you look at just all the injuries early on in the season. You think that once you get players back into the lineup, you start to get a little bit healthy, that things are going to turn a corner and, and just kind of be status quo the rest of the season. And, you know, what we're seeing is there's, there's still some nagging injuries to, to Mark Stone. There's, there's some stuff that Patch Reddy's working through. Uh, Nick Haig missed that, that game with against the Tampa Bay lightning. He was back on the ice today. So hopefully that's a trend in the right direction, but you know, for, for the golden Knights, it's about adversity this year. And I think that's kind of the, the story of the season so far and will be the story of the season the rest of the way. How well do the Golden Knights continue to deal with this adversity and come through a stronger hockey club on the other half? Do you have an opinion on whether or not they should be playing right now or whether the league should take a pause? <sighs> um, I mean, I, I do, yeah. I, I feel like you're you're looking at 82 games, right? Like the, the NHL wants to get 82 games. Every team wants to play 82 games. Uh, you're in a situation... I think that you you have to make a decision one way or another, right? Like you have to look at, you know, maybe those updated CDC guidelines that say uh, if you're if a person is asymptomatic, 
the the quarantine periods five days instead of ten days. I think you have to look at that and think about introducing that uh, to kind of the the guidelines and the structure in the NHL if you can. Um, but I I just I think that you have to find a way to play games. And if you're dealing with a team that is missing ten or twelve players, or you just simply cannot field a roster, I don't think that team should be playing games. But given the fact that everybody Literally almost every team in the NHL is dealing with some player or another or multiple players on COVID protocol right now. I think if you can put out a lineup that is reasonable, you should be playing hockey games. Yeah, reasonable is a tough one uh, because it's so subjective. Uh, I guarantee you the Tampa Bay Lightning are looking at it going right now. Uh, We don't see reasonable for 10 days. Because Andre Vasilevsky has is, is, uh, plays, been placed into COVID protocol. Uh, in fact, both their goaltenders sure, yeah. have. Uh, but uh, but they're going to face the the Montreal Canadiens, who uh, have nine players themselves and uh, and have been uh, suffering through a disastrous season uh, of their own. But that's where the the organizational depth has has come into play like never before in the National Hockey League with your uh, American Hockey League affiliates and and players being being called up. Uh, I think the decision to play the Golden Knights Tampa game is mm-hmm. the is the beacon for me in trying to to be my my compass, my north star. If it was about safety and and asymptomatic, people are not. If you have your double vaxxed and you, and you got your booster, uh, you're not getting a sick. And if it was about safety, that game's never played. Because there was sure. not nine games that were canceled that day, and and it it just if you if you're worried about health, and the the doctors say that there's uh, concerns about the body and the virus, uh, they're all canceled. But if you can form a roster, sure. you play, and they yeah. played that game, and coming out of it, they took a couple of days on either side uh, of, of the Christmas break. But if now, using that example, if you can make a roster, you play, and you get them in, and yeah. you're going to be shorthanded, and you're not going to have your coach in one game, and you're not going to have your star defenseman in another, and your goaltending may be challenged uh, as well. And no, it's not going to be the ultimate in in just uh, uh, the, the the schedule and being able to uh, lean on on the st- career statistics of of a season because you've got players and goaltenders and different people from different levels basically playing in these games, uh, but but we're gonna get them in and and look look for that to continue. You may have some teams, like Colorado is not gonna play this week because it's it's going through. They can't form a roster uh, as long as Vegas can and the other team can, they're gonna play and and plan accordingly. Yeah, I know. I I, th- I think you're you're spot on. You, you look at that Tampa Vegas game, and and there was every reason, right, from a health and safety perspective, there was every reason to cancel that game. When the Golden Knights had two players test positive in the morning, and John Cooper tested positive 90 minutes before puck drop, there was every reason to go ahead and cancel that game. But it it, it didn't. It, that didn't happen. And you know, I I I'm glad in in that moment, right, that. You know, we, we got to witness one of the better games of the year, two teams that really left it all out there. But yeah, I think that's kind of the trend right now in the NHL is if you have the ability uh, to put a full lineup on the ice, uh, regardless of whether it would be the lineup you'd ideally go with in a game, 
if you can put a full lineup on the ice, games are going to get played. And every game you play is one you're not making up in February. Sure. Yeah. And you're not making yeah, up in April, which is massive. I went through the schedule last night, and March we <laughs> knew was a mess. But April's yeah. not much better. And if you're not cramming in games, Vegas finishes with three and four at the end of the season. If you're tacking yeah. on to that, and it's, it's a tough three and four, if you're tagging on to that, it's it's not a fun experience. So play tomorrow, hopefully play Friday, and then and then reassess. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more on where the Vegas Golden Knights uh, stand. We'll explain the taxi squad. We'll go a little bit more in depth. We'll tell you who's on the taxi squad, and uh, we'll also uh, run through today's practice. Uh, who was out there, and uh, and maybe who more importantly, who wasn't? It's the VGK Insider Show here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Keep you up to date of the schedule as much as we can. What we know right now is the Vegas Golden Knights will play against the Los Angeles Kings uh, tomorrow night. 6.30 pregame show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, 7.30 is the puck drop. Uh, looking forward to that one against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, first time that the Golden Knights have uh, played the Los Angeles Kings since very early on in the season. And then it's a New Year's Eve encounter, a nooner at T-Mobile Arena against the surprising Anaheim Ducks. Uh, that's the VGK schedule. The Henderson Silver Knights game this week on Wednesday has been postponed due to uh, code of protocols affecting the San Diego Gulls. So that game will not happen. The Henderson Silver Knights uh, post-Christmas break will continue. So bad news on the HSK front. Good news going forward to tomorrow for the Vegas Golden Knights. I want to run through the taxi squad situation uh, if we can for just a little bit here, Ryan. Just to refresh everybody's memory or if you've kind of fallen out of touch with it uh, because there's been a couple of tweaks to it uh let's let's explain exactly what's going to happen with which for a lack of a better term is is expanded rosters yeah so you're you're going to have each team has the ability to put up to six players into uh, a taxi squad to to practice with the team to be available to the team uh, in those situations where you're going to have to have players that or may have players coming out of the lineup you'll have guys that are already here with the club practicing on a daily basis ready to go in and, and play a game if need be the taxi squad will go into effect as of today and will dissolve as of the last game before the All-Star game, All-Star weekend in Vegas. So it's a reaction to what's happening right now, gives the club's flexibility, and it's a temporary situation. Uh, the modifications are, however, that, uh, that there's the six players. You can only spend 20 cumulative days on the taxi squad during this temporary formation which means you can't just take a player and put him there and doesn't play for the next six weeks. 
And and I think that's uh, that's some give and take uh, with the players. All uh, assignments are subject to waiver requirements as applicable. So that maintains uh, its uh, influence on calling players uh, up and down. Uh, and the taxi squad is permitted to travel and practice every day. You mentioned the practice part, but uh, they can they can travel with the team. Uh, but they, the players can only play in an NHL game if recalled and placed on the NHL club's active roster before the game. So no later than, than 5 o'clock. So you can't just, because you're on the taxi squad, just play in that game. You have to actually be activated, and, and that takes some, some roster uh, juggling with the managers. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's you know, for, for me, and, you know, going back to kind of your, your question and answer with Mike earlier on in, in the show uh, about, taxi squads and wanting to have that be something that that every nhl team has i i think that you know the point of you want guys to be able to play whether it's in the nhl whether it's in the ahl uh the best way to get your reps in is to play and while there are some players that will benefit from being around the 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 nhl roster and practicing with the nhl roster uh the ultimate uh test of your development is actually getting into game time situations and and having to work through those progressions those reps so uh while i look at some of the players that are going to be on the taxi squad or at least starting on the taxi squad right now for the vegas golden knights it's it's good for them in the sense that they're going to be options to play at the nhl level again uh, but it, it's going to be a juggling act for the the general managers for the front office of the golden knights to to make sure that they are flexible and, and icing a roster every single night that gives the golden knights the best chance to win so a couple of little tweaks to to this current taxi squad uh, a club will be able to recall a player to the uh, for an emergency recall if the average amount calculated on that uh, that salary is less than a $1 million uh, cumulative sum. So if you make less than than a $1 million, uh, you can be recalled on, on an emergency basis. So that gets you you through a bind. It's very similar to what happened last time, but uh, just the, the language is a little different. If a club has fewer than two goaltenders in the active roster who are able to play in the next regular season game due to injury or illness, it will be permitted to recall a goaltender immediately without the club playing the previous game with fewer than two goaltenders. So there's this this rule where teams were getting into to salary cap binds where they were going yep. to have they they have this year dressed an emergency backup goaltender as as the the backup. That's not gonna so all emergency e-bugs right now mm-hmm. with the taxi yep. squad in place and this rule e-bugs can take the month off. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if there's if there's one thing beyond like if there's one type of of you know adjustment or rule change that I'd like to see moving forward, uh, it would probably be the the ability to to call up a goalie in an emergency basis if you don't have a goalie, um, because I just I think that that makes a lot of sense. Like moving forward, as as nice of the of a story as it is for an e bug to come in and have a great game. Uh, I look at that and say, listen, if there's a way to just have an, an emergency goaltender recall um, in those instances, those moments, because you just you never plan on them to happen, I think that's one where maybe you make an exception going going the rest of the year or look at kind of putting 
putting that into into an idea or a thought for following seasons. Uh, I agree. Like it, it, that sounds great, and it, and yeah. it is in theory. But what happens is then you have this artificial buffer zone for the salary cap. Sure. And sure. everybody is exploits it. <laughs> Every single I, team will exploit it uh, with that artificial buffer zone. And and look, I don't want to see. And, I, I frankly, if I'm spending the money to go to a game, yeah. I don't want to see yeah. an e-bug. Sure. Neither so do I. I. I agree with you on that. But as soon as you open that kind of window, then mm-hmm. there, there's got to be punishment for or uh, response, not punishment, because uh, uh, if, if you push the envelope, there's got to be consequences. And Vegas has dealt with that because they pushed the envelope to the utmost. Uh, St. Sure. Louis dealt with that because they pushed the envelope uh, to the to the very extreme. Then you run into these these situations, and they all know it. They all know it's a possibility, yeah. and they're willing yeah. to live with live with those those consequences. Uh, but uh, but if you take less than those consequences, then then there's even more added risk that that teams will factor into. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I think of the product on the ice, and and you know I think you and I are of the same mind there. Like I think it's just better overall for fans of the game that you know if you have if if you have a late injury or something happens at a morning skate or whatever the case may be, um, I just think it makes more sense yeah. for for there to be you know goaltenders within your organization that if you can get them to the game, they can dress or they can be a part of your team that night. I just think that makes too much sense. And the other uh, little tweak uh, to the taxi squad this time is if a, a club has the 12 forward 60 uh, on its active roster who are able to play in its next regular season game by virtue of being unavailable due to COVID-19 protocol, uh, the club will be permitted to recall players at the deficient position. So where they need it uh, mm-hmm. instead of uh, having to play the previous game without 18 skaters. So clubs would have to play 17 uh, skaters or uh, 16 skaters at times because of certain situations. Uh, the previous game before you're allowed to recall. Yeah. Uh, now you don't have to wait for that. You can you can call them up uh, immediately. Uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, who do we have on the on the taxi squad uh, as as the taxi squad returns? So right now, currently on the taxi squad for the Vegas Golden Knights, Jake Lecision, Jonas Ronbjerg, Daniil Miramanov. And Logan Thompson. And Logan Thompson. And there was uh, some activity for Logan Thompson in the net today. Uh, we'll run that by you as we continue on the VGK Insider Show. We'll also bring you up to date on one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. And there's plenty to uh, update you on. Most of it's COVID, but there's a big announcement from USA Hockey uh, that we want to let you know on and also uh, give you the lay of the land on the World Junior Hockey Championship. Uh, our number one continues on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Normally the time when we do the VGK Insider Show play of the day, but there's been no action longer break than we're used to. I wonder if uh, the players went through this little expanded 
holiday break and went, that that feels kind of nice. Should we do that every year? And and hockey's so unique because it does legitimately shut down for three days over the holidays, mm-hmm. more than any other sport that 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 happens. Uh, the comparables being the NBA and, and the National Football League. Uh, if it's Christmas in the NFL, you go. And uh, and the NHL has this tradition now. It and it, and it's gotten longer over the years. It used to be just uh, Christmas Day and. Boxing Day, and and you went back to it. Teams would practice on, on Christmas Eve. Uh, now we have the full full three days, and uh, and it's 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 great. Uh, I love it. Uh, I'm sure that everybody else uh, around the game loves it. And now with the expanded break, it got a chance to recharge the batteries, and that that has to make uh, a big difference for for Vegas going into this this unofficial second half, where you've got uh, you got five weeks, six weeks. That you got to get through, and then you get another pause, and you can you can really sell out uh, and, and get going and and uh, get back to to where you want to be. Uh, it it there, you don't have that regular January blues hanging over you where you're like, oh my goodness, we still got three months of this regular season uh, to get through. You got that carrot of of the, the February break no matter how long it's going to be uh, now uh, with without the Olympics, but you're going to get some kind of uh, opportunity to rest. Yeah, and I think that just kind of the, the grind of an 82-game season, generally, uh, you need breaks here and there. That's why you, you saw the introduction of a bye week uh, for for all teams over the last couple of seasons pre-COVID. Uh, you know, but I, especially now in, in kind of this, this COVID era, the ability to step away, the ability to just exist outside of getting to the rink every day, going through morning skate, getting tested, all of that stuff. Like, I, I just think that, that that's going to be so important for players as you kind of continue to go through uh, this season and you factor in just how jumbled the last 20 so 20 or so months have been for professional hockey players, professional sports, uh, just the world in general. Like, the ability to have some breaks, it's going to be important for this, uh, this league to – to, to kind of grinding through to to another Stanley Cup uh, playoff run. You know why the bye week was invented? And I don't know this officially, but <laughs> do you know you know why the out. why the bye week really came to be? No, go for it. Tell me. Because there's the All Star break where you get four yeah. five days break, and ninety okay. percent of the league takes off somewhere fun. And all the star players go and they represent the league and they have a great time. I mean, you are treated so well at the All-Star weekend. But you're still doing your thing. You're still representing. You're still playing hockey. You're not in the beach. You're not playing golf. You're not doing what you want. Uh, And you're not doing what you want with your wife and your family. So the bye week, I'm convinced, is really a nod to the star players who do get an opportunity to get away to a beach or to play golf or to hang out with your kids or your family. Uh, but it's time that you can do whatever you want with. That's why yeah. it's it's to pacify the star players who, what right in the middle of the season where everybody else is getting a break, they're still kind of grinding through having a B and on somebody else's schedule. Now, the big winners here, the big winners mm-hmm. are the, the 
that also got the All Star <laughs> Weekend off and also get their bye weekend or bye week yeah. off. Like there, it's it's a win win for them, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. also a little bit of a carrot uh, towards the star players that they do get that little bit of a, an opportunity to shut down and and recharge, and it should be good for the for the hockey fan too in that the games should be better and uh, the action should be better but that i'm i'm convinced that's the only reason why we have a bye week now uh com- compared to to before and the cuz the all-star weekend have also you... got longer over the years it used to be you pause and sure. they play it on a tuesday and then everybody would be the play on a monday you know, all-star game tuesday in detroit and then you'd have games on wednesday and then it turned into all-star weekend where you'd have the game and then it became all-star skills competition on one night and the game on the next. And now everybody comes in the day before the game for the media availability. <laughs> then you have the skills, <laughs> then you have the game and it's turned into a five day affair. Uh, so um, that that's also got longer over the years. So like how, how can you confirm this? Because like, it's a great theory and yep. I, I love it. I think it's fantastic, but just keep I, I saying need it. you to find a way to confirm it. Well, oh, you're here, just going to just will it into existence. Yep. As, as okay. long as right. you are saying it with authority, it exists. I but know. I, that, I, want that I will it. say, I want you to get it on the record. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Dig I'll, a little deeper. I'll give it, yeah, uh, I'll go. give it a shot, but I'm, I'm going to go with it right now that the star players just, just, they wanted their time on the beach. And, uh, I'm, I may do that in the next, uh, next commercial break. When we continue, we'll tell you who was not on the ice for the Vegas Golden Knights at practice today and who did make a return. It's our number two coming up on Fox sports, Las Vegas.